Chopping it up with D. Randall, a virtual barbershop experience. Come on and sit in the chair, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get this line up in the virtual barbershop and chop it up about everything. Let's get this started. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, and the name of her business is Let It Out Academy Publishing. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. It's time to share your stories with the world. Schedule a discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www.tiamonique.com. www.tiamonique.com. Let it out. Academy Publishing. Yo, it's been a lot going on in the world today when it comes to gun violence. And when it comes to gun violence, you have a lot of people who feel a certain way about the Second Amendment. We have had a numerous amount of school shootings, and it's been a year since a deadly school shooting in Uvalde, Texas, where 18-year-old kid initially shot his grandmother and then went to Uvalde High and killed, I believe it was 18 to 21 children. Uh, it's, it, was a, it was a sad story. And since then, we've had maybe five or six, maybe more, I'm guesstimating, school shootings that's happened all across the country. And my question to my peoples while we're sitting in the chair, what do we need to do with the gun violence and what can we do to amend the amendment, meaning the Second Amendment? I really have an issue with uh, the violence with our children being involved. Because it's not just the older kids or the, uh, the older people doing it. You've had some instances where you had six and seven-year-old kids bringing guns to school. Some of them actually fired weapons in the school. You were able to catch the, the younger kids from actually shooting anybody. The problem is that access to guns is a lot easier. 
maybe they get it from their parents. You know, I don't know if they take them or their parents don't secure the weapons good enough. But my question really goes higher than that. And I just want to know what can we do to amend the Second Amendment? I don't want to take anyone's gun, gun laws. I don't want to do that. What I want to do is try to find a stricter way to distribute the weapons, stricter background check, um, punishment to the gun shop or the gun owner who sold the weapon of all involved in a massacre. It has to be something because we've been going through gun violence in schools for a long time. Very first one I do remember was Columbine. And there was a stat a friend of mine told me that since then there's been over 300 school shootings since Columbine. And that's a problem. That's a huge problem that needs to be solved. And I want to know what can we do to do it? What can the Senate, the House of Representatives, the President, local law, local government, what can we do? I mean, you have to really think about some ways to actually put this problem in check. Because it's not gotten better, it's gotten worse. It's, it's really sad to see the people who died the young kids who died, the babies who died, because there was a school shooting where a former student went back to the school and shot up the school where it was first through third graders. What did they do to this person? They didn't do anything. They weren't even alive when you was in the school. Gun violence is a huge problem. Let's just take it beyond school shootings. It's a huge problem, period. And as a black man, it's really prevalent in my racist uh, actions. Black men kill each other at an alarming rate. We kill each other for a little or nothing. Stepping on your shoes, looking at you wrong, road rage. It has to be something that we can do to get the gun violence down. Now, once again, I believe it has to start from the top, whether it's local or the national government. Laws have to be put down. Uh, you have to do something to get, to make it even more difficult to get a weapon. It has to be something to make the punishment worse for the person who sold the gun or the gun shop that sold the gun. So they'll think twice. They'll do their homework for selling a weapon. Even though they have that right, nobody is taking that right away from them. I'm saying make it more difficult for a person to obtain a weapon. So we can at least get the ball rolling on controlling gun violence. Otherwise, we're going to see way more shootings. 
we're going to see the the lower class neighborhoods get shot up even more. We're going to see uh, more more people just going out getting a gun just because and settling it with the weapon. Whatever issue that they have, they're going to settle it with the weapon. How are we supposed to combat that? The normal average people who go to work, go home, be with their they wife or their husband and their family, and they have to worry about how are they going to protect their home or during the school year, you have parents who are worried about is my child going to be safe? You have teachers who are going to worry about Am I going to make it home? Is this child going to make it home? What can I do to protect this child? What can I do to protect all of the children? What type of uh, fan, uh, 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 plan we have to get out of there? All this is going on someone's mind because the prevalence of weapons and the access, of, access to them is just that easy. So let's start with the government. Let's let's start with the national government because local governments, I believe, can really get the ball rolling. Each state, each city, each township can figure out a way to make the access of weapons more difficult. The punishment for using the weapon more difficult. They can figure out a way. The national government, it seems like they're the Democrats and the Republicans are feuding way more than they are coming together. That seems that's just my opinion. So the, I would I would try to start with the the local uh, state government, the township, city, whatever government, and try to get something going with that. And my first thing would be stricter, 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 stricter background checks. It should be FBI background checks. Anything should be used to see if the person that's purchasing this weapon is able to purchase it. We have to do that. Number two, stiff penalties. I know the death penalty is only in certain states, and I'm really not advocating for the death penalty. In the third world countries, they are a two for a two for an eye for an eye. If you steal, whatever hand you stole with, they're chopping it off. Sometimes their death penalty is death by firing squad. I'm not really saying that you should go that far. I'm saying for a first offense, it should be stiff. It should be stiff. So you will think about it before you do it again. It's just not probation, so to speak. The first offense probably should be 10 years. And this is just my opinion. I'm trying to figure out what can we do to actually get the gun violence in control, curtail it, so it won't happen. That should be uh, 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 the first thing. 
we have to get them to understand that if y'all do this again, I done already did 10 years. It's a felony on my record. They talking about putting me away. It ain't no three strikes and you out. The second strike, you gone. Stricter, stricter, stricter punishment. Once again, I'm not going third world. I'm just saying it has to be something to make a person think. I don't want to ever do this again. Now, the national government, the the, the Constitution, you have the right to bear arms. I'm not taking that right because I do believe you do have that right. Because contrary to what's going on with the world, a lot of people have their weapons to protect themselves, to protect their family, to pro just be have protection in general. So I'm not trying to take that away. What I am saying that that amendment has to have some amendment to it. It has to have something that's protective of you having your arms, the right to bear them. Also, here's what you can do when you have the weapon. And this, 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 and this is not protected just because you have this constitutional right. That's what I'm saying. It has to be something like that. Otherwise, that constitutional right is always going to be thrown in someone's face. It's going to always say, I have that right. I can carry my weapon. I have the right to bear arms. You violate my Second Amendment. No. You have the right to bear arms. You don't have the right to kill. This country was built on Christianity. And one of the Ten Commandments is, Thou shalt not kill. You have laws that protect you when you are protecting yourself and someone dies in the process. They will call it what they say a justified killing because you're protecting yourself. Murder is a whole other thing. You just want to go kill somebody. That's not cool. I don't I don't condone any of that. And I don't condone the mass shootings, the the things that's going on in the world where you can obtain a gun or weapon. I mean, they get military weapons, AR-15s. They getting they not getting the the, the the little dogs even though they're not little, the the 45s and the and the uh 9mm those guns, they, they carry them. But these, these shootings are with AR-15s, assault rifles, shotguns. They trying to do damage. And they taking it out on people who did nothing to them. There has to be a way where gun control is control. You have to have penalties. I'm really, I'm really a big advocate of punishing the uh, gun store. I, I think they do need to be liable, not all the way, but they should be punished for selling a weapon that was used in a massacre. Because to me, that see, that tells me that they didn't do their homework. They just said, forget it. 
I want to make this three hundred dollars. I want to make this five five hundred dollars. Keep my keep my business going. And that to me, that's a disservice. Because you're supposed to be just as careful when you sell a wep a weapon, as opposed to just saying I want my money. That's not cool. Tell me what y'all think about that, y'all. What do y'all feel about that while we sitting in this chair? In this line up. How do you feel about gun violence? What do you feel needs to be done? And who do you go to first? Who do you want to get the, the ball moving first? Is it your local law enforcement, your local government, or would you want us, the national government to step in and, and handle it? How would you go about that? Chop it up with your boy. Love to hear your opinion on it. Our opinions are respected while we sit down in this chair. Now, I'm going to tie something in to me that goes with the gun violence, and that's the mental health part. Mental health, y'all, is important, man. It's real important because in this, when you find out if the person wasn't killed that did the mass shooting, or even if they were killed, you find out that they had some type of mental issue. It could be schizophrenia, bipolar, uh, just mental problems, period. It could be a vendetta that made their mind go out like that. Uh, it's all mental. Here's another question. How can we help people with their mental health? How can you even get that person that has a mental health issue to really talk to you, to admit that they have an issue and admit they need help? And we growing up in some, we, we coming up in some mean times and just getting rough every year, rougher. It's getting rougher every year. It's getting more tedious to walk out your house without something happening to you. And a lot of people are dealing with stress, bills, raising your kids, taking care of your wife or your husband, uh, how you going to get to work. It's a lot of stuff that can make your mental capacity drop because you got so much going on and the person may not want to talk about it. They internalize it, which makes it worse. Fellas, we good for that. We real good for that. Internalizing stuff and not talking about it with somebody. We got to be careful with that because that can turn your mental health into mush too. Don't let the ways of the world destroy your mental capacity because me and we need ours we need ours not to say the ladies don't please ladies I'm that's not what I'm saying a lot of the fellas that I know we work we do everything with a sound mind if our mind ain't sound if our mind ain't sound we don't operate white we got to make sure that our mind is good and at the end of the day, it's important for us all, including our kids, to have a sound mind. 
a true sound mind. Are you going to get stressed? Is your peace going to get disturbed? Yes. When that happens, please talk to somebody. That's my suggestion for mental health. But I'd like to know what y'all think. What do you sense? Do you send her or him to somebody that will listen? Do you tell that person that's suffering from mental illness or uh, stress or anything like that to consult with someone if it's if they don't want to talk to you? Because there's a lot of people that don't want to talk at all. They feel like the world is crashing down on them and no one will understand them. So we have to get the people to know that we understand you. And if we don't understand you, I can get somebody that will. The gun violence and the mental health, a lot of it coincides, especially the last few mass shootings that I've seen. The person that did the actual shooting, whether they, they were dead or alive, they have mental issues according to the family members. And you never knew or they never knew or spoke out about it until this happened. My thing is don't let the negative thing happen before you find out or if you even have a clue that somebody is having a mental breakdown or having mental issues. You can save that person or the people that they're trying to hurt, including themselves. Understand that, good people. While we sitting down in this chair, we chopping it up, man. This is something that we need to chop it up about, period. This is important. Because it concerns not only you, it concerns somebody that you love. It concerns people that you care about, that you done been around all your life. A good friend may have an issue that you ain't even know nothing about. And it may not be your fault because the person may not want to talk. I would say at least try to get them to talk. Try to get them to talk. And if you can't get them to talk, try to get them to sit down with somebody that they feel confident in talking to. Because a lot of times people with mental issues, they don't want to talk to anybody because they feel like they can't trust you. They feel like they can't trust anybody to tell them what's going on in their life. Because if they tell them, they will use that against them. No, we're trying to help you. We want to help. We don't want you to go get that gun and take it out on somebody who did nothing to you because you have an issue within yourself. It's a lot easier, good people, to talk to somebody. That's why I call y'all fam, baby. We sitting in this barbershop, you my fam. And I want my fam to have the best state of mind and peace of mind as possible. I don't need nobody to don't feel like they don't have anybody to talk to. It's always somebody to talk to. You just got to find the right person. And you can find that right person if you would just open up. It may not be the first person. That first person may be like, hey, I know somebody that can help you, man. 
I may not be able to help you, but I do know somebody who can. Just give me a chance to help you find that person. That's just as good. Because at least when you talk to that person and that person is being helpful towards you getting mental peace, is trying to help you, you should feel comfortable. So at the end of the day, we have to have some concern with mental health issues. We have to have concern for gun violence. This is a this is near and dear to my heart because we're seeing innocent people die. We see innocent people get hurt because of gun violence. And maybe the person who caused the gun violence has a mental issue. And that's a huge problem to me, y'all. Because life is too short. You want to enjoy, you want to die at old age. You want to enjoy life. You want to enjoy your family. You want to enjoy traveling. Whatever it is you, you like doing, whatever it is that you enjoy doing, whatever it is that makes you smile, that's what you want to do until the day you die. Maybe it's being with your family. Maybe it's traveling. Maybe it's just sitting down listening to some music, watching TV. But whatever it is, you want to enjoy a long life of it. You don't want gun violence to take it away from you. You don't want um, mental problems or mental issues to take that from you. You want to enjoy. That's all I got to say about that. And I'm very passionate about that. I want my fam to be passionate about it while we chopping it up in a bar, virtual barbershop. Well, that's what I got for today while I'm getting this talk with my good people. And I enjoyed this one, man. It was a thing that needed to be talked about. It was something that I wanted to get off my chest with my fam and get my input from my fam and see how they feel while we getting this touch up. So... Tell me how you feel. Ladies, fellas, tell me how you feel about it. Let me know what you feel about gun violence. Let me know what you feel about mental health. I'm getting ready to get out of here, man. We're getting ready to go and get out this chair. But I can't leave without saying that Chopping It Up was also sponsored by Creative 8 Incorporated. You can get all your graphics done for any event or announcement, whether it be website design, flyers, logo, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. You can email at Tamara at TMONIT.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A at T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. Tamara at T-M-O-N-E-E dot com. Creative 8 Incorporated. I'm out of here, good people. Until we sit down in the chair and chop it up, 
a Halete. Thank you.